supper three times a week, changes his clothes at least five times a day, and dines out every night of the season. You don't call that needing an idle life, do you? Lord Caversham, looking at her with a kindly twinkle in his eyes. You are a very charming young lady. Mabel Chilton. How sweet of you to say that, Lord Caversham. Do come to us more often. You know we're always at home on Wednesdays, and you look so well with your star. Lord Caversham. Never go anywhere now. Sick of London society. Shouldn't mind being introduced to my own tailor. He always votes on the right side. But objects strongly to being sent down to dinner with my wife's milliner. Never could stand Lady Caversham's bonnets. Mabel Chilton. Oh, I love London society. I think it has immensely improved. It is so entirely composed now of beautiful idiots and brilliant lunatics. Just what society should be. Lord Caversham. Hmm. Which is goring? Beautiful idiot or the other thing? Mabel Chilton gravely. I've been obliged for the present to put Lord Goring into a class quite by himself. But he is developing charmingly. Lord Caversham, into what? Mabel Chilton, with a little curtsy. I hope to let you know very soon, Lord Caversham. Mason announcing guests. Lady Markby, Mrs. Cheverley. Enter Lady Markby and Mrs. Cheverley. Lady Markby is a pleasant, kindly, popular woman, with grey hair a la Marquise and good lace. Mrs. Chevely, who accompanies her, is tall and rather slight, lips very thin and high-coloured, a line of scarlet on a pallid face, Venetian red hair, aquiline nose, and long throat. Rouge accentuates the natural paleness of her complexion, grey-green eyes that move restlessly. She is in heliotrope with diamonds. She looks rather like an orchid, and makes great demands on one's curiosity. In all her movements she is extremely graceful, a work of art on the whole, but showing the influence of too many schools. Lady Markby. Good evening, dear Gertrude. So kind of you to let me bring my friend Mrs. Chevely. Two such charming women should know each other. Lady Chilton advances towards Mrs. Chevely with a sweet smile, then suddenly stops and bows rather distantly. I think Mrs. Chevely and I have met before. I did not know she'd married a second time. Lady Markby, genially. Ah, nowadays people marry as often as they can, don't they? It's most fashionable. To Duchess of Maryborough. Dear Duchess, and how is the Duke? Brain's still weak, I suppose. Well, that's only to be expected, is it not? His good father was just the same. There's nothing like race, is there? Mrs. Chevely playing with her fan. But have we really met before, Lady Chilton? I can't remember where. I've been out of England for so long. Lady Chilton. We were at school together, Mrs. Chevely. Mrs. Chevely superciliously. Indeed. I've forgotten all about my school days. I have a vague impression that they were detestable. Lady Chilton coldly. I'm not surprised. Mrs. Chevely in her sweetest manner. Do you know... I'm quite looking forward to meeting your clever husband, Lady Chilton. Since he's been at the Foreign Office, he's been so much talked of in Vienna. They actually succeed in spelling his name right in the newspapers. That in itself is fame on the continent. Lady Chilton. I hardly think there will be much in common between you and my husband, Mrs. Chevely. Moves away. Vicomte de Nonjac. Ah, chère madame, quelle surprise! I've not seen you since Berlin. Mrs. Chevely. Not since Berlin, Vicomte. Five years ago. Vicomte de Nonjac. And you are younger and more beautiful than ever. How do you manage it? Mrs. Chevely. 
by making it a rule only to talk to perfectly charming people like yourself. Vicomte de Nonjac, ah, you flatter me. You butter one, as they say here. Mrs. Chevely, do they say that here? How dreadful of them. Vicomte de Nonjac, yes, they have a wonderful language. It should be more widely known. Sir Robert Chilton enters, a man of forty, but looking somewhat younger, clean-shaven with finely cut features, dark-haired and dark-eyed, a personality of Mark, not popular, few personalities are, but intensely admired by the few and deeply respected by the many. The note of his manner is that of perfect distinction, with a slight touch of pride. One feels that he is conscious of the success he has made in life, a nervous temperament with a tired look. The firmly chiseled mouth and chin contrast strikingly with a romantic expression in the deep-set eyes. The variance is suggestive of an almost complete separation of passion and intellect.